It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. on Saturday because you guys kept demanding it. The Greg Wilson is back. <laughs> he is back. We also have CB Gold. What's up, guys? That's right. CB Gold's golden gold gold. CB Gold's back. Uh, we got Don't Mitch. even think about bringing that silver shit over here. Don't think about bringing it. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor. Uh, when you find yourself in need, trust in speedweed.com for overnight delivery service to over 1,088 cities across California. Everything, one quick stop. Flour, edibles, concentrate, topicals, vapes, and more. Sign up and use the code ROASTED for $10 off. Orders over $100 or more at speedweed.com. Uh, it's good. Fan of the Speedweed. I, I am. They, they, I am too. I think they're great. I think it's brilliant. It is brilliant, right? Because a lot of times, just the most annoying thing about getting high is having to go to the dispensary. And, well, and sometimes you're at somewhere that's not your house, so you don't know who's got the good stuff around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now you got to go and you got to re-sign up and go through all that, and then they have shit in there. Forget it. Speedweed, they're going to deliver the good shit. It's so funny, also. So sometimes, like in California, like when I go on the road, people are like, "Hey, man, smoke this stuff." And I never want to smoke. I don't know about you, but I don't like smoking people that I don't know, especially like... If, oh, yeah, absolutely. If I'm in some weird town or totally. something. I tried uh, that once and I wound up smoking crack, so do not <laughs> smoke strangers with me. You smoke crack? Yes, we were behind this bar and we're, we're, and we're smoking a joint. It's just going around. You know, and this guy shows up and he pull, holds up what looks like a joint. He's like, hey, guys, can we join in? And, you know, weed's a very communal type drug. It's yeah. not a judgy drug, although this experience did make me very judgy. Um... Because they go, like, yeah, yeah, join it. And I thought someone in the group knew him, but nobody knew him as it turned out. So we finish our join that he lights his. I'm just going around like, hey, uh, what is this guy? Is this got tobacco? And he's like, yeah, a little tobacco. So I'm like, all right, it's kind of a spliff. Okay. And, they, and I'm like, why does it smell like burning plastic? He goes, oh, because it's got crack in it. Oh, Jesus. So then, so then what did you do? I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I lost my mind. I shoved him to the ground. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't just fucking give people crack. Are you out of your fucking mind? So I'm losing my shit. My other friends are now losing their shit. They're like, you know, they're trying to drag me out of the situation because we're creating a scene now and we're smoking crack. And it's like, it's like everything was bad. So they're trying to drag me away from this person. I'm like, you motherfucker. But now my head just goes, Bang! and I mean, it just like split in like three different directions. I was like, ah! and then I, and then of course I was brilliant. I tried to drive. Um, I think I tried to drive. I don't know. We wound up pulled over very, well, I think I drove maybe a foot and a half and I was like, I can't drive. Um, and so then we, we got out of the car. We had to, you know, get a cat. It was fucking horrible. I wanted to kill this motherfucker. So be careful when out there smoking that, strangers. Weed. When I was in New York, I uh, living in New York, there was this like, I don't know, a stripper that I, I picked up sometime. And like, she's like, oh, I want to get high. She's like, North Carolina. And the worst is New York. Cause I think we went to like Central Park to buy weed or something. Yeah. Or like, oh, it, it, like yeah. it was, it was 
you, you, that, that was like down now on like 14th Street. Remember back then? You yeah, walk yeah, around, yeah. everyone's like, you know, smoke, 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 smoke. Uh, so basically, someone had a joke. They thought that it was a t- uh, tobacco company uh, sending people out <laughs> to, like, to like get you to... Just tell them to smoke? Yeah, smoke, smoke, smoke. So this girl, uh, me and this girl started smoking, and we we're like, going to hook up. And next thing I know, I was like, you know, you could tell by the way it's not weed, by the way it burns. Yeah. Like, it just burns a different way. Yeah. And I, I, I remember watching myself hook up with her. Uh, <laughs> and then judging myself, going, I'm not very good at this. This is this is awful. Yeah. So that One was time it. I bought weed in Washington Square Park. Yeah. Only it turned out to be just a bundle of paper towels. That's yeah, but, a <laughs> wad of paper towel, of, of like paper, and not even quality paper towel. That's what they are. Not like quilted, you know. <laughs> it was just like no, not those. Oh, that, that wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Not bad. <laughs> not bad. A good joke. Solid joke. No, I'm telling you, that was a good joke. Not bad. That landed as a joke. Yes. Good work. That wasn't bad. Was I'm it? Was you. it? Was it brawny? Was it? Was there a man on it with a beard? Uh, no, there wasn't. Was it? Was it quilted northern? I like quilted northern. But that's the thing about also legalizing marijuana is that you're also taking away all those uh, all no, those nothing, things. Nothing cleans up blood. You're me. also you're also taking away all those people buying um, <laughs> buying uh, fake shit. Like yeah, like when you legalize marijuana. All those people that are b- buying crack by accident, or, or uh, <laughs> oregano, oregano, or I was trying to be communal. Yeah, right, exactly. But yes, it, yeah, it, it will eliminate all those things. One hundred percent. Although you gotta know, it's pissing off everyone that's in jail for weed crimes. <laughs> like it's all like, hey guys, it's legal. Like motherfucker. And I know a comic. Then why am I still sitting here? My friend did a comic did a year and a half in jail. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, for weed for selling weed. It's like that line in half big. Ten years just for weed. All right, you okay? <laughs> back to CB. Back, back to CB. One that wasn't trying to be a joke. CB. That was like oh, that shit. That was like, trying. No, to be it wasn't. It was just the, it was the line from the movie. You were trying to get a laugh. No, I was CB, good on the first the one. <laughs> CB go. Here's that's CB actually goes not goes bad. You know the comedy like, cooler. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. I like that. You know, it's not really what you want. <laughs> you know how like I like the burlesque shows. They have a comic come on. Yeah. Who like the, the, basically they have these hot chicks go on. They put right. a comic. And and the like, comic comes in and ruins the show. The, the, the comic comes on to like get everyone's boner down. <laughs> like you're like the opposite. <laughs> Does com- you get you get the comedy down? Comedy no, down. I should be between somebody like I should be after somebody that kills to try and bring them down a little bit, and then somebody can go on and kill again. That is actually perfect. We do that a lot actually. Well, as a host, so, yeah, as a host, a lot of times you'll go in there and you'll simmer it down. You just kind of slow it down, let that energy sit. The worst is when you have a host that doesn't realize that, and they're just like, "All right, next guy," I'm like, "Hey, motherfucker!" No, you have to do, it. especially if a guy kills on crowd work. Yeah, a guy does crowd work and destroys. Yeah, because then they don't want any material. Yeah, you know, there's almost so you got to settle that down, and it helps if the other guy does a joke because it's not going to do well, but at least get their ear back in the realm of listening to jokes as opposed to just talk about us, you know, which there, I still love to do. There's there's a comic I know who's in comedy. For 30 years, the big comic, and he used to host at the haha, and he, it was the biggest bullshit move. He would go up there, do 30 seconds, bring up the first comic. 
the comic would then do 15 minutes and like struggle. Basically do the opener's job. Do the host job. The host job. And then he would go on and do 20 minutes after the first comic. I'm like, that's not fucking hosting. That's cheating like a motherfucker. That is not hosting. (laughs) I I, I did respect the hustle, but I'm like, that's not hosting. I'll host it for you. Let me just do the announcements, bring up the first guy, then I'll do 20. Yeah, that's uh, fucking... That's literally uh, going second on the show. So, Greg, anyway, I've been reading about you, man. I know me and Greg had a little bit of a falling out that was over some bullshit a long time ago. Yes, that was a while. That was water under the bridge. Since then, we're, we're back to best friends again. Uh, yes. Uh, you came to my wedding. We, oh, I'm, what a great time. What a great wedding. So great. Remember that? Remember that, Jimmy? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was at home uh, playing VR video games and masturbating into my mouth. <laughs> is that, right. what, is I, that what you were doing, CB? That's what I was doing. And I didn't mean to actually masturbate in my mouth. I was just laying down at the time, and it just kind of went into my mouth. Now, now CB, you said you were coming to a wedding uh, up until the day of, and then you said you were sick. Uh, now, were you really sick? Yes, yeah, sperm poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you get sperm poisoning? I just I, I shot my load in my mouth. Was, I gotta tell you that virtual reality is fucking real. So you were playing VR, you shot a load into your mouth, and you got and poisoned. I thought, and I kept thinking, whose fucking load was that? <laughs> and then I swallowed it, and it turned out to be mine. Wow. Okay. Now, then you told me you were gonna get me a gift, and, and, and now I have not got the gift yet. Uh, what were you planning on getting me? Not AIDS. Uh, <laughs> That was the gift I was going to give you because, of course, we all know I have AIDS. Um, it's in it's in remission. I'm doing pretty good. I'm on the cocktail, and uh, and that's when I I, uh, I was like, I'm just going to not go and not give him AIDS. That's my oh, gift. But that's a good gift because I don't I don't want AIDS. So I didn't know that was so, my gift. So that's, mu- muzzle top. That, thank you, thank you, CB. I, I appreciate not getting AIDS. So uh, so. Good, I'm happy for you. Uh, now, now, Greg, you booked a, yes, uh, a sh- yes. TV show on Amazon? Yes, I did. It's uh, for Amazon. It's a new Greg Daniels project. I mean, I don't know how much you could talk about it. You, gotta, you know, we've done this a long time, and we've had a lot of big swings of the plate, and you never know what's going to actually turn into a show. The more you think, like, oh, this is going to be a show, it ain't going to be a fucking show. And the more you're like, this is so fucking stupid, I guarantee you that's the project that's going to work. So, but, you know, at the same time, you know, I don't believe in jinxing anything. I believe in expressing what I really feel. And I feel like of anything I've ever done... This has the best shot of becoming a real project. Not the, not, I, I honestly thought the Paris Hilton thing was going to be big. God, fuck yourself. I, I fuck swear. Yourself what, the movie? Yeah, he was in the movie. The, the, the four people? The no, no, I swear. Uh, 19 people went to see this. <laughs> Does it matter? When you uh, were, full when, price? When, dude, I'm not even kidding. Eight of them were with me. I'm not, when you're the third lead in a movie with the girl who's the biggest star. At that point, she was the largest personality in America. That's I was true. like, at least you're gonna, it's going to be a cult classic. People are going to come see. But I, I was telling someone yesterday, this guy, uh, Nemer, actually. Who's yeah, Nemer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a funny guy. Funny guy, nice guy. And I was like, dude, I remember I, last year at this time, I booked a show on Oxygen with me, D-Ray, right, Michael right, Blackson. Right. I'm the only white comic on it. Yeah. And I'm on six episodes. It only had out of eight episodes. And I'm like, this is it. That night, I go jogging because I'm like, oh, I'm feeling good. And I go to the comedy club. And people are like, oh, I saw you tonight. I'm like, oh, on TV? No, jogging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got six people saw me on Laurel Canyon jogging. Yes. I'm like, and not one person saw me on Oxygen. Uh, maybe, do you? AZ McCough over here is, uh, <laughs> you okay, buddy? Yeah. Okay. I was like, man, I should just jog. I got, I should just jog all the time. Maybe I'll have a, a career. Because what people will be jogging on this fucking show. That's right. It was un- unbelievable. No, I, I just, I, I'm curious, like, like you said, you think it's going to be, you sometimes think like you get a hit show and you're like, this is going to be amazing. Are producers and the people that like, and like have the end decision of whether it's going to make it or not. Are they just completely opposite minded? No, but like you bring in. You know what it is? It's a lot of decision by committee. 
You know, instead of one person with vision making the choice, there's a lot of people like weighing in on it and you wind up with what is a compromised decision. And that ends up killing things that have vision and pushing forward things that are rather in the middle. And so that's what makes it hard to predict. And most of those people don't care. Like most of the producers, that's what I most of the producers and writers and everything, they go from project to project to project. They're done with it. They do like two, a week on it. What's the next thing? But as actors or comedians, or sometimes even the, the guy who created it, it's like our baby. But they're, they're like on to the next thing. I, I, the show that I sold, I, I, the network folded Esquire. And I, I ran into oh, that's a, right. And I ran into Greg Fitzsimmons who wrote on it. I'm like, man, I can't believe the network folded. He's like, it did? This is eight months ago. He, doesn't, yeah. he didn't even know it folded. Yeah. Because he's just like, he wrote on it. Yeah. He's done. Next. Yeah. You know, that's how most people are. That's but but to me, it was like 13 years of, of hard fucking labor. <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, so I got to uh, give a rest in peace. So last podcast, I talk about this girl that I was friends with, an adult film star. Oh, that, that's right. That she had just been at your show? Came to the show Tuesday, died. So your comedy <laughs> killed her. I, I killed oh, that night. I, your comedy pushed her over the edge. I, I was the rock bottom. Uh, <laughs> She, no, I don't think it was my comedy show. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't feel coincidental. I but, feel like she was like, that's it. She was like, there's no hope. She there's scared. nothing funny left. She, so she had, she had so much fun at this comedy show. No, I know. I actually, in all seriousness, I saw that. And I was like, I, I really felt that's a tragic day. And it's so strange that you would get to see her so... It, so know. She was so happy. I think what happened, well, what happened was, I guess, she didn't want, she backed out of a, a porn set with, because there was a guy who did gay porn. On okay, the on right, thing, right, right. and she goes, "I don't want to do it because I don't work with guys who've done gay porn." And then the social justice warriors started attacking her, like all. The, and I'm sure there was a lot more than just this. Sure. But she got completely, and all these porn stars were saying, "Blah blah, you're being homophobic and transphobic." And I mean, it's oh, her right. fucking. I mean, this is what these. Now this is. I mean, have they run out of causes? Some of these people, uh, like like <laughs> na, na, like like now we're about making <laughs> straight porn stars do born with guys who've done gay porn. I mean, like, what the, what the hell are we talking about? I understand their point, but who gives a fuck who she does porn with? Do you or, know, this, this, bring, this brings us to what I think is what's really going on right now. And I think we're tearing down, we're tearing each other apart. We're tearing each other apart. Why? Because we can't get to the one guy we really want. This is Trump? Uh, I, but this was going on before Trump. No, it wasn't. Yeah, social justice yeah, warriors yeah, were no, attacking but this people. Whole really tearing down everybody, you know. And don't get me wrong, a bunch of these people deserved it. This is actually a great thing that a lot of these true predators have been exposed. But when you talk about a situation like this, yeah, where you just disagree with her choice, yeah, of who she fucks. That is her choice as a, as a person and as a professional. And I don't understand where you're, what you would choose. That's, see, and this is what I'm talking about. We need to go back to accepting each other. Yeah. We have decided that if you don't believe what I believe, you're a fucking animal. And there, you know, now, sexual predators, those are animals. Yes, put them down. Okay, but someone that just doesn't agree with you is not wrong. Yeah. And we have lost sight of our ability to accept one another. Why? Because of him. No, it's not because it of him. It is because of it him. Was, God, damn this it. was going on during, no, o no, during no, Obama. No. There were plenty of social no, justice no, warriors. It, yes, there was, but the, now, this, what it's become now, this actual tearing each other apart, this is because of him. I was going to ask you about that, the whole sexual assault. Like, some of these things, obviously, like the Harvey Weinsteins, the, 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 the Roy Moores, the people that are accused of rape by 10 different people or whatever, obviously. But then there's like 
the, we're lumping them all to the same category, which yeah. is like fucking ridiculous. And I was gonna, I, I'm working on like a bit about how just how men are just gross in general because like, okay, let's say Louis C.K. was going up to women and saying, hey, is it okay if I masturbate in front of you? Uh, which he was asking. Yeah. Uh, and some people were not Helpful saying life. no. They were just like, uh, well, and then he started jerking off, right? But the, my bit was like, just shows you how gross men are because if Roseanne Barr was like, Adam, is it okay if I masturbate in front of you? I'd probably be like, that's what you want to do. I, I, as long as I don't have to join. Uh, you might <laughs> do I have to watch? Are you kidding? I mean, I'd be like, wait a minute. Do I, can I masturbate in front of you? Like, <laughs> do you want a pillow? Uh, <laughs> can I take notes? Uh, oh, that's where, there's where it is. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've been doing wrong. Sure, go but, for but, it. It's, but then, but then of course, and then like, even like that uh, Al Franken thing, right? Yeah. I mean, the Al Franken of like. Before he was in public service, he was a comedian on tour. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean. And I'm not saying what he did was right, but if a girl, if I was sleeping and a girl took a picture of her grabbing my cock yeah. and then sent it to me, I probably would post it. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, here's the thing. You know, I know a guy, a comedian, who was working on the new Mad TV, and and uh, one of the former female cast members came back, and on the set during the rehearsal, he was standing in for someone else. Okay. And she took him and shoved her tongue down his throat. Not in the script, wasn't in the directions, wasn't part of the scene. The director didn't say do it, okay? She just did it. And then he was all taken, he was like, what the fuck just happened? And then she did it again. And then she did it a third time. And he has a picture of this. Now, he hasn't put it out there. He doesn't want to get tangled up in all this mess. But it's like... That's not right. No, what they did was not right. I'm just saying that there's degrees. But I mean, mean, if he released it... What would the reaction be? Uh, would everyone take this woman down? Probably. I think you're probably right. I think they probably would. Well, was she cute? Because people probably wouldn't believe that she said that, that like she forced himself on him. <laughs> it really all depends. She wasn't on uh, not cute. Huh. I don't know. It's, it's 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 just the whole thing is just like it is crazy. Yeah, and I offer that up as a paradox. That's all. Like, I mean, what would happen in the in the reverse? Then, I mean, we have an evidence situation. There's a photo that somebody took of it because they couldn't believe it was happening. I'll tell you what I don't like. What I don't like is like everyone is entitled to due process, right? You get charged with something, accused of something, you have to. It should go to court, or or you should get. But now it's like anonymous calls are calling in and being like, "This guy tried to do that," and oh, he's done. And you're like, "What the? What? Can't we just at least? There has to be proof. You can't just accuse someone. People, because sometimes people are fucking batshit crazy, and they they do make up lies. Not all the time." But, but you can't just, someone gets accused. Did you see the Dustin Hoffman one? Yeah. My problem with that one was she was like, yeah, it happened so long ago. I was totally uncomfortable. But then he was super nice to me, and he was apologetic, and he was so great to me. By the way, I have this book available that uh. I just released. And I was like, oh, come on. And that's no, a- <laughs> not the book. And that's the problem is that that... Those type of things are ruining it for people that actually are legitimately got assaulted and, and raped and this and that. Cause then, uh, agreed. Cause but, that, but I feel like we're, we've gotten to the point where we're trying to tear down anyone who just doesn't agree with us. Which is and that we can't do. We need to learn to be, accept our differences again. You know? Yeah. And, and social warriors are, are part of that. Like, just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I'm wrong. And doesn't mean you're wrong. We need to learn to accept our differences. We need to start learning to agree to disagree again. Yeah, uh, 100%. Like, I am obviously, I'm for gay marriage, but I understand if people in their whatever religion aren't, you, that's their, that's their, their point. Choice. Of, it's their choice. And we have, see, that's the thing, like, like, middle America has to stop 
dreaming that we'll ever be like them, and we have to start dreaming that they'll ever be like us. It's not just middle America. There are plenty of people. But you know what I'm saying. I'm generalizing there to say the difference between, you know, uh, the red and the blue. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like we're still, we still need to be one culture. And, one, and I've always said our differences are what make us great. That's what keep us from being awful, you know, is having this incredible diversity. You know, but we have to accept that, like, okay, let's one second. Maybe people are going to hate me for this, but the whole Southern, you know, the, the Confederate statues thing. Yeah. Right? It's like, listen, you don't live there, and that's your choice. You don't have to live in a place that admires that kind of culture. Yeah, but not but, everyone admires that culture. Plenty of black people do not want to see. Right. And, but at the same time, I mean, the, if that city, if all those people want it there, I mean, you don't have to live there. You can leave, or you can accept that about where you live. I live in a town. That, unfortunately, still loves this shit. I mean, do we have the right to tell them no? Or just, I feel like we just be like, hey, man, it's your town. You do your thing. Uh, I, I think it's a little different with the statues because those were put up after slavery, too. And, and just to kind of, I don't, it was a whole fucking Again, thing. Again, you know, I mean, they, could, they feel that way about gay couples, you know, just walking around, you know, gay marriage being legal. They feel the same way, but they need to learn to accept that, don't they? Yeah. Well, I, uh, see, yes, it's so easy when it goes our way. When it goes our way, it's like yes, of course. But when it doesn't go our way, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but, if, but but if I put up a statue of some dude blowing somebody and put it right in front of somebody, <laughs> fucking, some, somebody's uh, thing, and every day they have to walk by and see a fucking guy get sucking a cock when it they walk outside. If, your na- if the name of your town is uh, Blowjob Dude, uh, you know, then maybe you should accept that <laughs> Blowjob Dude Town. CB, is that where you're from? <laughs> I uh, actually was born just next to that in, to, in Nutsack Falls. <laughs> You're born from Nutsack Falls? Or, uh, yeah, I grew up in Nutsack Falls. I was born and raised in Nutsack Falls. By the way, since you've been gone, uh, CB Gold has, is now the owner of a tattoo parlor. Oh, you did actually buy a tattoo parlor. Yes. Yes, that's right. I, I moved in and I just stayed there until they were evicted. <laughs> is that what happened? Did <laughs> The whole, the whole, the whole uh, squatter's law, is that... That's right, the squatter's law. I Didn't know. we establish this, like, six months ago? Yeah, we established that That's how I do business? Yeah. Squatter's law? That's right. <laughs> we did, we did, we that's did. That's actually how I got my girlfriend. Nice. That's yes. good. Yeah, she that's... was parking her car, and I just got in. <laughs> really? Yeah, she thought I was valet, and then I just never left. And it worked? Yes. See, sometimes stalking works. She started to feed me, and eventually we got to know each other. And, she, and she's in love. And now she loves me. That's right. That's cool. Nice. I mean, in her way. In her way. <coughs> she and loves me. Do you still live with your parents or no? Uh, yeah, of course. I don't. I'm incapable of existing without support. <laughs> That's, well, well, I mean, you're making money in the tattoo parlor, right? Now I am, yeah, yeah. And where does that money go to? Uh, Bitcoin. To be well, Bitcoin. People are fucking killing on that Bitcoin. Oh, dude, do you think that's not gonna pop? That's a bubble that's gonna burst. <laughs> People have said that two hundred dollars has gotten them like fifteen thousand so far. Uh, well, we'll see if it stays. They better cash out while they can. It's it's like a trendy thing when the websites became a thing, like e toys and, and stuff yeah, like. They went under. I don't even understand I mean, it. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't even exist. It's a fake currency. Yeah, isn't it you not real money? It and it's gone. I mean, it's. Yes, it's a, it's a weird, which doesn't mean it won't at one time be what we actually use. I mean, at some point it may just be all this digital currency. That actually would make sense that that's where we're going. But at the same time, I mean, if you think, I mean, this land rush is going to last, you're fucking cuckoo. We've seen this a million times. Well, I, I've heard from people that they can't cash out of it. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's Well, it's true. very hard to cash out Bitcoin. Right. Why? You have to like, I read a whole article about it. You have to go someplace that... Because I guess like a lot, if you try and convert into cash, a lot of times it turns into money laundering. (laughs) 
I don't know. I just know like I know all these people are like, dude, I'm a fucking millionaire now because of Bitcoin. I'm like, really? I have fuck. And what can you spend it on? Hey, listen. I remember when they'd be like, oh, I launched a website and I got a million dollars of investment money, and then fucking they went right through it and it was all over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny when I was in high school, like all the kids were like. First, they were all making money like on stealing drugs, right? Yeah. And then they went to like stock market. They all became stockbrokers. Like, and then, then, then that fucking became, then they became real estate agents. And they just kept going to like whatever the hot thing was. And, and, like, <laughs> and like half of them ended up in jail. All these like crazy. I'm trying, I'm trying to contact Mitch Clark. It's not fucking, it's not working right now. So Mitch, hold on, hold still. Now, okay, word on the street now is that McGregor is going to fight Pacquiao. In April. In April. We have to stop with this shit. This is <laughs> enough. Enough is enough. You I can mean, say that, but the problem is it's going to work. I'm going to buy it. It's another two, three hundred million dollar fight. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I know, but it's just like, he's going to lose to Pacquiao. <laughs> Yes, he's going to lose to Pac. Come on, man. You don't think he's going to Pacquiao's like 47 years old. Doesn't matter. Any version of Pacquiao is going to. <laughs> any version of Manny Pacquiao is going to beat so how Conor does McGregor. This work? Hello? Hello, Mitch Clark. Hello. Is this hey, Mitch? how's it going? Hey, how's it going? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, uh, B. Greg Wilson, CB Gold. How are you? We're doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, we're doing good, man. Doing good. So, uh, since. Uh, Oh, uh, I last saw you on TV. You had that, that war in Edmonton, by the way, which was an amazing war. You, I, I've never seen anyone lose a fight and have more people. You were like the real-life Rocky. It really was like Rocky won, or even though Rocky lost, he really won. So congratulations, man. That was a, that, 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 that was a war. Uh, thanks, man. You know, uh, for me, it's always been just to go out there and try my best, you know, leave it all out there. And that was, you know, things didn't happen the way I want to, and, uh, ate a headbutt and cracked my orbital, but that was going to stop me from trying. Now it seems like now your last fight you broke your knee, right? Yeah, yeah, tore my PCL and, and MCL and meniscus. And then this fight you lose your orbital. I mean, I mean, what's going on? Are you just like a what, what's going on here? I'm just I'm just an old old man trapped in this 31 year old body. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter, man. You're you're a fucking hero. Now, how are you feeling going into the fight? I felt great. You know, I had a great weight cut. Uh, I had, you know, uh, a great training partner down at Jackson Wake. You know, and everything seemed to be kind of on point. And that first round, I felt really good. You know, I felt I won the round. And then second round, it was time to change it up and take him down. And we collided heads and. And then it just kind of slowly started getting away from me, and you know it sucks, but it, it happens. We're not building sandcastles out there, so. Boy, that's for sure. Yeah, well, that that was that was a very tough fight. Oh, it was a it was a real Alex White is no joke. Um, now uh, now since then you retired and you went back to college, and then every day I follow your tweets and you and you you heckle people in your class. Uh, you. <laughs> You, you you heckle your teachers. Is anybody has anybody caught on to this? Uh, well, my wrestling coach follows me on Twitter, so I have to be careful what I say about him. Uh, <laughs> he's also my my pack wrestling instructor, so I make sure I don't you know talk too much trash about him during those classes. Right, 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 right. Now, now, uh, now, do, now, was it is it? Did people know you in college? Are they like, hey, that's a, that guy was in the UFC? Are you famous in college? No, not a single person, so nothing's really changed. 
All right, sounds fun. Uh, now, now you join. <laughs> now you join the wrestling. And like in America, once you do a pro sport, you can't go back and join the college team. I guess it's different in Canada. Yeah, we have uh, different rules for eligibility. You know, there's no age cap, and there's uh, if I would have. I'm trying to think of what, what the rules would have been from it to affect my eligibility, but I, I still had eligibility left from the first time I, I wrestled. So I talked to the athletic director and the coach and they were happy to have me on. And, you know, so far it's been going pretty well. Now, is it weird being 31 wrestling 18 year olds? Like, do, do, do you have man strength or is it hard to keep up? Oh no, actually like that's the biggest thing I have on my side is old man strength. Cause I'm not very explosive anymore. So I just, I just use a lot of the old man strength and the hatred I have deep in my heart when I wrestle. It makes a big difference. What's your What's your record so far? Uh, I only did the one tournament. I had to take time off because uh, of my smashed up face. But I did the Husky Open two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, and I uh, I took third uh, up at 82 kilos. So. Uh, about 180 pounds I wrestled at, so everyone was much, much bigger than me. Thank but you for I did, I did well, all finishes. So uh, two pins and a tech. So I, I was pretty happy with how I did. Now, are you back? I know I, before you did, you were thinking about doing pro wrestling. Are you going to do that again? Yeah, I'm probably going to make my pro wrestling debut in January if our commission doesn't put a moratorium on all combat sports here. Yeah, I heard that since the death of Tim Haig. But would, would pro wrestling be a combat sport? Because it's fake. I, I, I know exactly what I've been thinking, but they, uh, they put a moratorium on, on all combat sports and issuing new licenses. So I don't know what's going to happen with, with pro wrestling here. I know that there's a chance the WWE might not come here now because of that. So uh, they have to get that under control or else you know we're gonna miss out on a lot of a lot of good sports being in edmonton oh god now what's your wrestling name gonna be i think that they're just going with uh with just my 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 normal name and use the fighting thing to start off with i just slowly like to transition to uh a variation of macho man randy savage (laughs) what's your what's your what's your gimmick gonna be Oh, well, they're using uh, the whole, they call it a shooter angle, the fact that I'm a real fighter and that kind of thing. But I'd rather just be like more high-flying stuff or do what I can for high-flying stuff. I think that's more fun, more cool. Absolutely. Now, uh, now you're in college. Uh, now, what school are you going to? Uh, the University of Alberta. Now, uh, are you, are you uh, single? No, I'm not. I'm actually uh, in a happy relationship with my with my significant other, her name's Sarah. She's super nice. I like her. <laughs> she's and sitting right next to me. <laughs> she puts up with me. She puts up with she's me being up a cute idiot. So, where did you meet her? Uh, in all honesty, we met on a dating app, Tinder. and oh, yeah. it just turned out really well. Nice. I usually tell people because she used to be my wrestling coach, my old wrestling coach's boss. That that that's where we met, but. My my wrestling coach didn't like that story too much because it made <laughs> made him. I because I'd say I was his boss now. How old, how old is she? Thirty. Oh, nice. There you go. You always have hot chicks, dude. I mean, I'm sure this one's the best. But uh, one thing you don't one thing you don't lack for for a guy who looks like you, you do very well. Um, now <laughs> now what now now the word is that McGregor is going to fight Pacquiao. What are your thoughts about that? 
I, I don't like what. I, why why can't boxers fight boxers and MMA fighters fight MMA? You know, like I don't see why someone who's past their prime fights a guy with one pro boxing fight. Like, where's I don't under I don't understand. I love it draws away from stuff like the Rigandau Lomachenko fight tonight. You know, yeah, it took yeah. away from the the Golovkin Canelo fight. You know, I I, I like boxing for boxing. What? I I, I want to watch boxers fight boxers. I'm going to watch the best boxers fight the best boxers. And well, the best MMA guys fight the best MMA guys. Well, it's funny you say that because actually McGregor is actually on the line right now. Uh, McGregor? What's the matter with me fighting Pacquiao when you're going to put on a wee little girly leotard and jump around calling yourself a savage? Mitch? Dear, that, that made me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are, because you're giving up on the real fighting. Now, 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 what do you think about Mitch Clark, Conor McGregor? Mitch Clark's a tough man. I like him a lot. It's too bad he isn't more intelligent. What, what do you mean by that? He's an <laughs> idiot. That's what I'm telling you. The man has the brains of a baked potato. Uh, wow, a baked potato. Mitch- and I love potatoes. That's, now, 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 Connor, uh, recently uh, there, there was a, a thing about you being on a date with who? What was that girl's name? The, Rita Ora. With Rita Ora. She said date night with you. Are you, and you. You have a kid at home with a baby mama. Are you banging Rita Ora? Rita Ora. I don't even remember Rita Ora. I bang so much that they're going to have to start calling sex doing the Conor McGregor. Wow. That's right. I'm McGregor the fuck out of her. You McGregor the fuck out of her. Out of all of them. You don't even know it. I fucked you twice since I've been here. Well, damn. <laughs> now, 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 I also heard CB that... Gold is on my junk right now. Well, CB, uh, get to work. Now, uh... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's right, CB. Do a nice job, boy. Oh, it's so, it's so, uh, it's so, it's like ginger snaps down here. That's right. Snap your tongue on them, you wee little AIDS boy. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, Connor, I also heard that you pissed off the, the Irish mob. There's a word that, like, you knocked out an Irish mob boss and that they're after you and there's a bounty on your head. I don't know. I stay in the plane. I never get off. Oh, all right. Uh, Mitch, what do you think about that? What do I think about that? About Connor knocking out the head of the Irish mob or something. I don't know. In all honesty, the toughest people I've ever met have usually been Irish. So <laughs> I'd, I'd stay away from it. <laughs> yeah, it's not, I mean, what the fuck? You know, is, he, is he unraveling and becoming, is this going to be John Jones 2.0? Where, I mean, first he jumps into the cage during a Bellator fight and smacks the ref because his friend won. Uh, then he pisses off the Irish mob and there's a bounty on his head. Now he's fucking Rita Ora and she's tweeting about it. Uh, and now he's talking about finding Pacquiao. Uh, well, I mean, he, he, he won the belt at 45, won the belt at 55, has defended it none times. What's going on? Mitch? Uh, well, you, you got to think he's, he's been able to do whatever he wants. You know, he's got no leash on him. He does whatever he wants. So basically he's just pushing, he's trying to push the envelope as much as he can see what he can get away with, in my opinion. What's next, Connor? What do you plan on doing? I'm going to fight the stewardess. What stewardess? The one on my plane. <laughs> You're gonna fight the I'm going to fight her, goddammit. I told her to load up on potatoes. Got it, got it, got it. Now, now, now Mitch, do you, do you miss fighting or what? Uh, and I, one of my coaches from Jackson just sent me a text. He's like, do you miss it? And in all honesty, I, I, I don't. You know, I think, but also part of it is I'm so busy right now. I wrestle five to six days a week. I do pro wrestling. I, I still do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 
I try and do my homework in school sometimes, but you know, I, I'm just so busy and I have no, I don't have, I don't have time to really miss it. You know what I mean? That, that's the thing. I, I think I thought about going back to college, get my degree because I have one year left, but I do not want to write papers. Uh, yeah. that, 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 do, you, do you have to do a lot of papers? Oh yeah. Like I just got done, just got a, a, a paper back and, it was like six to eight pages, and I did pretty much nine, and I got told it was too long and got docked marks for it. So it's like, what the hell is going on? Fuck. So I did too much work. I don't even know how to write a paper. I don't even know how to write anymore. I, I don't even know how to write a paper anymore. Like, I, I, going back to college, I, 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 you ever, like, my handwriting is like a second grade Here's handwriting. Here's the thing, though, man. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, college has changed. Really? Yeah. A lot of it you just do on your mm-hmm. iPad and whatever. And it's just, it's not, it's not nearly, I think, what you think it was. You, and there's a bunch of plagiarism websites where you can just download free papers. And That's true. <laughs> I know. Have you mixed any, have you done any of that or no? Have I used the plagiarism website? No, not yet. What are these websites? <laughs> Just go to uh, I study for you, but that's with the number four, the number four, and then the letter U dot org. By the way, I gotta say, when my mom passed away, and when I was hurt, I was actually hurt. Mitch texted me every day. Oh wow! Every day wow. to see how I was feeling. I honestly, I, I this dude is beyond a cool guy. Mitch, you have no idea. Even when I was like at my darkest. Your text really cheered me up, man. I can't thank you enough. But what about me? I I, I, I left a dead kitten <laughs> on your doorstep. I, I, I went out. I caught a kitten. I killed it for you. I sacrificed. I drank its blood for you. <laughs> thank you, CB. That, that was very nice of you to do as well. Uh, 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 thank you very much. So, Mitch, how long have you been with Sarah for? <laughs> uh, just just over a year. You know, we're, In all honesty, we're right about to go get some Christmas photos done. So that's going to be a lot of Fun. Oh wait, I'm not supposed to say that. What did he say? He's not supposed to tell us that they're going to get Christmas photos done. Oh, that's so gay. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Are you are you wearing a sweater made out of the skin of other people? <laughs> no, no. Is that, what, is that what you do? I can send you one. Oh, well, thank you. What's your size? That's that's great. By the way, Mitch's dad, by the way, is so every day he posts a picture of how proud he is of Mitch, and he's just like burly man. Like like him and Mitch are both like they're like almost like they live out in the woods. They have these big beards. <laughs> Yeah, and they're just such nice people. Uh, such nice people. Uh, you have a very nice family. Is your, is your dad still married to that twenty-one-year-old? Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go with yeah. She's twenty-one. Um, yeah, my dad. My dad. My whole family's great people. I don't know why I'm such a surly old bastard. You know. <laughs> Ah, it's because it's because you're Canadian. That we we uh, did this mm. thing where I was like, I interviewed him, and I'm like, Hey, you think you beat Conor McGregor? He's like, Hell no. Because <laughs> <laughs> that guy's great. <laughs> and then I was going off a list of people. You gotta like our guy who's a realist. Oh man, he really. I was like, So much. Do you think you beat this person? He's like, Nah, nah, probably not. <laughs> I'm like, This is not the best way to sell yourself, dude. Jeez. <laughs> it's like it reminded me of like, remember Raven. Remember, obviously, the wrestler Raven. Yeah, of course. He was like, the, oh, yeah. he was the funniest because he would he was a, a, a depressed wrestler. He was like gothic, and during the match, he would go in the corner and be like, "What about me? What about Raven?" And start, <laughs> and start fucking crying while his tag team partners were getting the shit beaten out of him. He was feeling bad for himself in the corner. <laughs> yeah, like, have you seen him recently? No. He looks like Walking Death. Oh, really? But he was great, man. That, that was a good angle. Oh, it was he, a hell of a good gimmick. And I know what Walking Death looks like. I have a mirror. <laughs> CB is looking better. He lost 30 no, pounds. No, CB, you do look good, man. You CB, look how right. did you lose 30 pounds, you by the way? put in highlights? 
Well, I bleached my hair and then there shaved it into a mohawk. Oh. Came out great. <laughs> <laughs> now, CB, uh, you how, this yourself, eh? how, how did you lose 30 pounds? Yeah, tell me. Pretty much starving myself until dinner every day. Oh, and then, and then your parents rang the bell and you ran downstairs and had dinner? There's no bell. Oh. Oh, <laughs> a little ding, ding, ding. Nice. So, so Mitch, I what, heard the ham horn. That's right. Oh my god. So, so Mitch, how, Mitch, how much, uh, how much school do you have left? Uh, I got another two and a half years. Mm. All right. So, so you make money. You got you well, making- it's, Whatever. It's 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 transition to something else. You know, the the biggest thing is me trying to be able to deal with, you know, the millennials and the next generation, and and not then how they they can't be offended. So I don't really do well with those people, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so weird. Millennials are just, they're, it's like they're, they're killing comedy. I mean, I, I, you spend most <laughs> of, do you spend most of the day wanting to put them in a suplex? <laughs> yeah, every day, every day. You, you, you're, your move should be the, like the uh, millennial smasher. Yeah, as, as so like, exactly. Hey, you know what? Yeah, that should be your gimmick. You should have millennials come to protest every fight. <laughs> And then, and then you beat the shit out of these millennials. Like, you rip off some guy's man bun. You know, you fucking... Oh, it'd be brilliant. You say certain words. You tug then, them by the beard and shit and swing them around. Oh, yeah, like, like your, 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 your last move should be the uh, safe spacer. The, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, safe spacer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go around. How they giving someone such Giving safe. them safe space by, like, jumping in the air and kicking them in the chest. It's amazing. I mean, the, thing, the only good thing about millennials is that they get offended by everything. So I feel like people now are running to comedy clubs to hear shit again. Because you can't hear anything anymore. Yeah. It, I mean, that would make sense. Although we can't say anything anymore. Everyone's all afraid. Oh, because everyone has their fucking phone out. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And again, this brings me back to we have to go back to just accepting each other. Accepting that people are going to say some shit, and whether you agree with it or not, that doesn't mean it's wrong. And some cultures are different than others. That's what yes. makes everything beautiful. Just because I say black people, blah, 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 white people, blah, Asian people, blah, blah, blah. And, and doesn't make and, you racist. And it means a, you're, you're a comedian. And it means you're observant. Yes. You're fucking observant. And, and you don't have to be and, Asian and to make Asian jokes. white or black. And you don't have to be Asian to make Asian jokes or black to be black. Oh, well, you're not black, so you can't make a joke about yeah. black. Who the fuck are you? And despite to, all this, making fun of white is still okay. Oh, yeah. Where's your toga and fucking rule maker? Oh, you're the yeah, rule maker? Mexican and black, so just know what side I'm you're, on. You're the comedy rule maker? Anyway, listen, Mitch, uh, you're awesome, dude. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. Uh, Go get those Christmas pictures. Fucking love you, man. <laughs> Yeah, I love you too, man. Uh, you're, if you need anything, always just don't be afraid to say anything. All right, definitely will do, man. Thanks a lot, brother. All right, take it easy. Take care. All right, that was Mitch Clark. Mitch Clark. Um, now, at, at the end of that, it, did it feel like he said, hey, man, let me know if you need somebody to get their ass kicked. That's what I felt like. <laughs> that, that's, that's, the funniest part about it is, like, if you saw him coming, you'd be like, there's no way this dude could kick my ass. And then he'll fuck you up. He fucking, he fucking submitted Al, Al Quinta From the bottom with yeah. a Dars. Uh, you know, the, the, the thing about... The thing I gotta about, tell you, when you say what you're, you're part of that, and that sounded the, pretty gay. The thing about Mitch, though, is also is that he's... From he, the he's, bottom in a Dars. Uh He's one of those dudes that... Uh, <laughs> He's one of those dudes that you'd love to have on your team in a fight because that dude has no quitting him. I mean, you, yeah. you, you have to kill him to put him out. It felt like that's what he was asking. That's what he was saying. Like, hey, let me know if you need somebody to shut up. Yeah. If I could put him out. Well, last Wednesday I had a show in Fresno and my, my, my wife's family came. There was like 20 people there in a room that held like 400. And, and, and of course, like her, oh. aunt, her aunt and uncle are there oh, man. who are huge Trump supporters. Uh, oh, no. No, no, they're 
beautiful people. But I'm like, and then her no, cousin. Disclaimer: My wife listens to this. But <laughs> uh, but I was nervous. They never seen me do comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And then, but uh, but they they were laughing at everything. And then Eric Anders came by, who's fighting tonight in Fresno. This dude was an Alabama NCAA champion for football. Now he's six and zero with six knockouts. Dude, a monster. He's a fucking. And monster. he's fighting tonight. He's fighting tonight yeah. at UFC Fresno. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He came to the show too. He and his, 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 I love his nickname, Your Boy. <laughs> your boy, uh, yeah. hold up to my boy. Your boy, yeah. um, yo, th- yo that's and it, that's your boy. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get it. I told him to give me a T-shirt. Your boy, I gotta get a your boy shirt. That's awesome. Yeah, so I was happy about that. It was one of those shows though. Like sometimes, like I like it. Like you know, some comics, I see four people, ten people. They sit on the stool and give a half-ass. What do you want to talk about? You know? Right. Yeah, you can't do that. Me, I'm like, dude, these are the people that showed up. Yeah. Give them the best experience. That's exactly right. Well, I saw Chappelle. In front of like eight people, me and my dad saw him, like I don't know, twenty years ago, and we were crying laughing. Yeah. And I saw Chappelle in front of five hundred people. I did not laugh one tenth as hard. Wow. Uh, certain comics can do really well in a small crowd and make it work. And there, I I feel like I'm sometimes that way because also if I don't feel like I'm getting a huge response, I try harder. And, yeah. and sometimes it could be funnier, you know, versus like. Other, you know, like, you, like you, a lot of times you tell a joke and yeah. and you're like, oh, fuck, I could go on cruise control a little bit or, you know, just do what I'm doing. It's working. Uh, so, by the way, the dime bar is great for that because there's like 10, 15 people. Oh, I love it. I do Monday and Tuesday. By, by the Thursday show, I feel like I'm the funniest motherfucker because it's like working out with weights on. Yeah. You're, you're running with, with ankle, ankle weights. Uh, it makes it that much harder. I can imagine. But some comics, like, <laughs> the, like last week, this fucking girl came on. I'm not going to say her name. Uh, but she goes on, and, uh, and she's sort of like giving people attitude, goes on stage, and people are leaving. And she goes, oh, I stayed for your shitty jokes. You're not going to stay for mine? Oof. That was her opener, right? And to the point, the bartender was like, you booked her. And the bartender never fucking says shit to right, me. Right, like, right, right. Then she goes on and she brings her. Oh, called, you're not going to say her name, right? She brings, yeah, she brings her notebook on stage. Okay. Not like a, a, a piece of paper with whatever you put on the stool and you kind of glance over. Notebook, or even uh, your phone. Full think notebook. Maybe full on fucking notebook. Sure. At, not even, and looking through the pages. Well, she's drawn Carmichael. I was like, I should have, I'm like, listen, I didn't tell you that you can't bring the notebook on, so it's not your fault, but please. Do not bring your notebook on stage. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, I thought it was that kind of room. Like, no, no, I'm never gonna have a good room if if the audience sees someone bringing their fucking notebook. If you're Damon Wayans or you're Jerry Seinfeld, bring your fucking notebook. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy you're there. Yeah. But if you're some chick that's like barely featuring for yeah. anybody, don't bring your fucking notebook. What's wrong with these people? Man. And how fast did she get bumped? She didn't get bumped. She just got, she fucking. Did you cut her no, set short? No, I got bumped for her set. <laughs> <laughs> the reason, the, Greg, Greg, the reason I put and you then, on. And then Donnell came in and he bumped me too. And Greg, then, uh, the, re- the reason I put you on after Donnell Rollins. Number one, he brought Chappelle the week before. Okay, so I kind of was giving him. Plus, it's Donnell. But also, I knew you could follow him. No, it wasn't that. It was that you had bumped me earlier. If you just let me go up earlier when I got there. I should have done that. You bumped me for somebody else that you shouldn't have. And that's what I was mad about. Not Donnell. I love oh, Donnell. I, 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 about Justine? No, I, yes. Uh, I thought you were mad about Donna. Donna. No, I was mad about the other thing. Uh, whatever. Uh, listen. Because I'm like, dude, her, you're putting her up in front. I can't. Okay. I should have put you on, but. But of course, Donna. But am I. Am I. No, no but the reason wasn't. Also, the reason was that you're, you're one of like three comics in the country 
that I know that could kill after anybody. Yes, I wanted to work on new shit. Uh, I didn't want to have to try and, you know, oh, man, let me fucking put on my tap dance shoes because I fucking got to follow Donnell. We both could have dealt with that better. Fucking, yeah, you're right. I yes. did coke I, out of a girl's asshole. <laughs> Listen, coke's so good, you'll snort it off a toilet you wouldn't shit in. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I should put that on a T-shirt and sell it. Yeah. And on the back, sweet, sweet stream. Sweet, uh, sweet stream. Give that sweet, sweet stream. We got to meet Struve one day. I want to do coke with Struve. I, <laughs> Can we do Struve with Struve? Do you I, know? Uh, I, uh, by the way, I, he's not uh, fighting anymore. Is you know, he came to my not... show. Speaking of coke, Judy Browning came to my show. I know. I yeah. was like actually mildly disappointed I didn't show up that night. But like, where the hell did he surface from? He lives out in LA now. Uh, and he's Does he super... live in the sewers? No, he's, he's, he's trying to do well. He happens to be a pretty nice guy. I think if there was, was a... Maybe someone was bipolar. Maybe it'd be him. But but he uh, talented guy, nice guy, reflective guy. Uh, guy couldn't have Just been nicer. Didn't present himself well years ago. You know, when you go on these reality shows, uh, try to get airtime. People can be different than they actually are. You know, and and then also like if you're all of a sudden on a reality show and you become the asshole, and then you're getting all the camera time. Yeah. G- guess what? You know, you're gonna be that asshole all the time. That's what, when I was on last comic standing. They kicked me off two years in a row. So then in my third year, I was like, I'm going to be the asshole. And I'm like, I'm better than every comic here. And they put me right to the fucking top. And then I'm like, shit, now I'm going to be hated by everyone in the world. So I was nice. Every time they asked me a question in the house, they were like, so what do you think about, I, talk, I mentioned like, I work with kids who have cancer. And, and, uh, <laughs> and I didn't think, coach. I'm a wrestling yeah, coach. Yeah. And then they, they, guess what? They stopped filming me after that. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes I kind of outsmarted them in a, in a I way. I just like to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for this opportunity. Right. But at the same time, anyway, you know what I saw? Actually, a documentary. I was at the Comedy Store a couple days ago, uh, stuttering John asked me to go to see the, uh, the Sam Kinison documentary. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see that. It hasn't aired yet. It airs on Spike in like a couple weeks. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah. I mean, you remind me a lot of him, actually. But uh, he, he had the, he was next level. He was so deep, funny, loud, crazy, cool. Yeah. But you talk about a guy who let shit get to his head. Uh, I mean, yeah. from where I mean, he—I didn't realize he had worked at the comedy store for five years as a door guy. Yeah, he was a door guy. She wouldn't put him up, and then she put him in Westwood. And then one day, Mitzi was getting slapped around by a comic in the parking lot. He went over, beat the shit out of the guy. Mitzi made him the manager the next week. And, and, <laughs> and that that's kinda, how you get ahead. That kind of helped his whole career. Listen, but, you, know, you never—the ladder's different for everybody. But you, but talk about guy who cocaine and all that. Like, holy yeah. shit. I mean, some of his performances were like... And this thing, I joke about cocaine a lot, so people think I do it all the time, and I almost never do coke anymore. On Tuesdays. But <laughs> <laughs> now, that being said, I am planning to do it tomorrow. Didn't he, like, prank call? Really? Why tomorrow? A little tonight, maybe a little more. Why? Because it's a ha Christmas party tomorrow. Greg, you're not in shape. You're not in great shape. How am I going to get there your, if I don't do Your that? body is not healthy. <laughs> That's the only exercise your body, I can. Your body should not... I'm kidding, man. Don't take... Don't do that shit. I, 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 if something happened to you, I'd be very upset. I know. Uh, D- didn't he like... I mean, mostly pr- you succeeding. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that would totally crush me. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Listen, we have a mutual friend. I don't want to say his name. But, like, you know, I'm not going to forget it. Let's move on. What? He's just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to What? He's, he's doing well? He's succeeding? Yeah, or? we'll t- I'll tell you later. I'll I'll t- t- all right. I can't tell you that. Off. It's just between us. We'll uh, be the only ones to get is it. Is his name Ben? No. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, uh, all right. So, anyway, uh, yeah. So, let's talk about some fights. Uh, some fights. That, oh, last night, Invicta. You watching Invicta? I did not. I was out for my girl's birthday with nice. a bunch of her friends. What, what, what did you get her? 
What did I get her for her birthday? Yeah. I got her two pairs of earrings. I got her... What were they made of? Hilarious. Uh, they're mostly made out of cat's bones. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, kitten bones, technically, because they're the most pliable. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you get her? Why did you get her earrings without her kitten bone, CB? Because <laughs> the the young bone is so you can bend it very easily. It's very easily into whatever shape you want. You know, the older bones are hard to work with. I've tried all ages. So you got you got her earrings. What else? Um, I got her earrings. She wanted to get like a facial treatment for my mom's facialist, so I got her a gift certificate for that. Your mom's a facialist. Is that a real word? My mom, I don't know if it's a real word, but she has somebody that comes over and, yeah, I get it. and gives know, her a facial. In home. I knew that, where that was going. Um, you know what the problem was? You said they come over to your house. And you just said she goes to a, you know, a But spa. she does go to her house. She goes to a spa. My mom's lazy and Jewish over. and rich. She doesn't want to leave the fucking house. Somebody's coming over facial. Somebody comes over to give Honey, her. I need you to go out for a few hours. My facialist is coming over. My dad's never home. Yeah, he what are you telling me for? I'm in Toledo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why is my dad in Ohio? My dad's in Toledo. <laughs> Why is I got Jackie? the facialist coming over. Why is his dad Jackie Mason? And, uh, but go on. All right. Um, and then I've already paid for, even though I don't have to, but I paid for her to get any tattoo she wants for her next appointment at my shop. Did and- you work in a tattoo parlor? What? Why do you have to pay for that? You work there. You because you, I still got to give money to the shop bank account and take care of the artists. I mean, it's mine, but you know, I'm, the artists don't work for free, right. so I'm going to take care of them. And um, my mom also got her this makeup she wanted, and I also told her what her Christmas present is. Um, so around Christmas, she's allowed to so go. So one of her that. birthday gifts was you telling her what her Christmas <laughs> gift will be. <laughs> It's got to be a good gift. But yeah. But, what is this? But th- th- what is this gift so good that telling her about it? Not AIDS. Oh, not giving her AIDS. Not is that? Well, because she uh, she already knew, but I wasn't going to give it to her for her birthday. So it's like a so Christmas present. It? It's a thousand dollar shopping spree. Oh wow, that's very nice. Okay. Much better than my gift. <laughs> <laughs> a ten dollar shopping spree. Ninety nine cents. My gift cost me two hundred dollars to pay for his fucking plate at the wedding. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm fucking negative 200 so far. I got negative $200 so far. But, she's got, but that's nice. A $1,000 shopping spree. Is she 11? Uh, t- that's a lot of money. For taking her spree. to Toys R Us? Yeah. Like, go wild. No, I'm yeah. taking her to Sepanga Mall, handing her 1000 in cash, and going go shopping. That's pretty good, man. That's While nice. I go shopping and buy myself a bunch of shit. Right. What, what are you going to get? Uh, I'm Did probably- your father die? No. Oh, okay. A lot of cash flow. Yeah. And it's grandpa that has the money. Uh, oh, your mom's dad. Yeah. That's right. The rest of my grandparents now, have passed. Died. No. I saw him on Wednesday of and course, he handed. Dude, those guys hold on forever. You know what? It's that firm grip on the money. I mean, no, actually, no. We had um, we had our family Hanukkah dinner because when Hanukkah comes, we're all going to be in separate places. And he gave us all our individual Hanukkah presents. And um, so, so does that mean seven gifts or one gift for Hanukkah? For I get one from him. My family never really did like the eight days, right, like a gift yeah, every yeah. day, because we're all a bunch of greedy Jews. That makes sense. So, so you got one gift for Hanukkah. I got I got one gift from my grandfather, and um, was it a thousand dollar shopping spree? Fifteen thousand dollars. Wait, your your grandfather gave fifteen thousand dollars for Christmas? Hanukkah. For Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Yeah, fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen grand That's to everybody. A great gift. Everybody gets fifteen grand. Everybody each. gets fifteen grand. 
So and then and I haven't were, got a wedding gift yet. That's when you were like, <laughs> "Trust me, it's coming." That, so, <laughs> yeah. So wait a minute. So I swear. I that's swear. That's when you were like, "Ah, fifteen grand." No, and I'm also um, fifteen grand. I'm all, but I'm also, like, but I'm also on, spending fifteen thousand dollars for Hanukkah. Who the? I've never heard of that. That's insane. Last year it was fourteen grand, but the tax laws changed, so now it's fifteen. <laughs> What Thank tax laws? But the Hanukkah tax laws? No, it's something about like gift tax. Like if you go over a certain amount, you have to right. pay for giving a gift. Really? Yeah. Fuck. I, I never got a fifty thousand dollars gift. I, I would never know. Have you? Well, no one ever just gave me fifteen. My my gifts to my friends are I don't have to buy you a gift. You don't have to buy me a gift. Like the, we have like, like right, right. agreements. Like no one yeah. gets other gifts. That way we're all good. I'll bring a bottle of Jack to your party. That's my gift. My my wife. She you know, she, she gets her her family gifts. She's really into this. But then signs it for me. And they're opening it up. They're like, oh, thanks. You shouldn't have. I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck is in that. Like, At the last minute. You're just a better person than I am. What do you want me to do? At the last minute, you're like, Bree, what do we get him? It's embarrassing. Just so I, I don't look stupid. Like I knew what. I think I yeah. Think I you're like, oh, I thought you'd love it. I was like, what do we get from? I just enjoy. Yeah, I thought you'd love it. You're like, good. She buys gifts for my family members and tells me, oh, by the way, we got your dad this. That's the beauty of marriage. She's, you know, she's like, all right, you know, she's filling in the gaps. She's thoughtful. Yeah. She's like, listen, he's bad at this, so I'll be good at it. That's what you want. Yeah, she's like, Adam, when's Hanukkah? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it changes every year. Sometimes it's like in May. Sometimes it's around Christmas and sometimes it starts. It's like the weirdest. It doesn't make sense at all. It does, right? Because it goes by the Jewish calendar. It goes, yeah, it goes by the Hebrew calendar. Sometimes it's like the day after Thanksgiving, and then other times it doesn't start till almost Christmas. And nobody ever fucking knows. Are you guys just going to give it up and be like, you know what? Maybe Jesus was the guy. (laughs) It's it's a happy Chris McQuanzica. I don't don't know, man. It's crazy. By the way, so uh, Tuesday, what are you on Tuesday? This Tuesday, working. Uh, Working at 4 o'clock? In the afternoon? Yeah. Uh, probably why. The, the Paul Revere Middle School wrestling team. We have our first match. Oh wow! We're supposed to have it on Friday, but the fires. The kids, right. kids got out like four days of school. But I'm, I'm so excited. They uh, they asked me this year. They have a new rule. They don't have to wear singlets anymore. They could wear like MMA, all MMA new. stuff. <laughs> yeah, <all new. laughs> this is real Greco Roman. This is real Greco Roman. No, they, they, they asked me, do you want that's to? Uh, some, that's some young. No, they're wearing like shorts, like combat, like MMA shorts. Oh, okay. And like, and like a rash guard. Yeah. And they asked me, like, hey, do you want your kids to do singlets? Or I'm like, what fucking horrible coach would make their kids wear singlets? If they didn't have to. Yeah, people are worried about the, the fingers getting caught like in the shorts. I'm like, whatever. We'll worry about that when yeah, that happens. I, I don't, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I guarantee half the coaches in America, probably a lot of them are like, no, I had to wear a singlet to toughen kids up. No, I would imagine it's probably true. They're like, no, real wrestlers wear singlets. I'm like, fuck that. First of all, more kids are going to join the team. Yeah, they're going to come to matches. Fucking... They're going to be like, oh, shit, they get to wear yeah. that. Uh, so I'm very excited. We look like a real badass now. Yeah, yeah. Unless we got our asses kicked. Yeah, you look like an MMA guy instead of looking like. Oh. You know, we, we like this, you're wearing a fucking romper. Like you're hiding from Jared from Subway. <laughs> Does, that have, Does it have snaps in the crotch? Is it like a baby? No, no, no. <laughs> Does it have a hole that you can shit through without no, taking no, it off? You know, and then you're like, oh, thank God, I had to go poop. Well, it's coming from the same guy that has a timeout boner. Remember, you said, you said that was, boner timeout is the real thing. Which, by the way, yes. technically speaking, did you see the mid-fight finger bang between Felice Herrig and Courtney Casey? Yes, I did. Was Somebody that, tweeted it to me. Was I that think. the greatest thing that's ever it happened to you in MMA? It was a finger bang. It was a deep one. Was it really? 
Well, no, I was talking about when they were flipping each other off. Oh, oh. then who did I see? <laughs> I saw somebody see. Somebody tweeted. Did you see? Ma- I, are you thinking about Maganya's tit that popped out? No, it was a nice I, nipple, by the way. Because I saw one. Uh, I swear, someone tweeted me a fucking mid-fight finger bang, and I was like, "Oh, that's fucking in there." Maga- you even do dude. I'm not gonna lie. I rewinded and fucking filmed that. What the finger bang or the nipple? No, the nipple. Maganya got cut, by the way. She well, she lost five in a row or six in a row. Six in a row. But still. Uh, uh, oh hey now, yeah. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more. Well, they'd say most girls wear. You said wear like three they wear. Bras. They either wear yeah two tops and a bra, or like a bra and a top, so it doesn't happen. But this, meanwhile, this, this, Maganya decided differently. Well, this kid on my wrestling team, right? So the, uh, my my athletic director was like, hey, we got a new kid on the team. He's from Russia, right? Dude's right off the boat. Like I'm like I'm yeah. like how much do you weigh? He's like 62 kilograms. Uh, I'm like great, perfect. Dude, and is, then he goes, I must crush you. He's a monster. He's a monster. His, his dad had him do His dad was a national champion. His grandfather. How much is 62 kilograms? 130 or something. Yeah, about but that. But uh, his dad has him doing kickboxing, uh, Muay Thai, and Jiu-Jitsu, and now wrestling. Kid's a straight beast. He's I mean, going to be an ugly star, right? Yeah, is that he, why they moved her? They moved her from is the, he cornering Kabi at he, the end of the month? He's from Chechnya, which I, I guess is like... Corner. Chechnya? Chechnya, which I guess they're saying is like... Uh, the place where it's like it's completely ISIS. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, isn't it a giant like war zone? Province, yeah, that's what they're saying. So like maybe they left for like because of that. Re- hey, listen, I would too. That's but right. the kid's a super nice kid, right. just a, just a sweetheart, and just a you know think about these. these well, he's happy to live in a place that's not gonna be blown up at any second. <laughs> Jesus, that make me comfortable. Make me nice too. Like I am so happy to be here. The streets are. Quiet <laughs> in the nighttime. Well, like, well, John Roy Only said, my memories remind me of the terror. Well, like, well, like John Roy said that, like, he had a joke about how you can't intimidate in the NBA those guys. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, what are you going to say? Like, oh, come on, boy, you, you don't, you don't want to come here, man. This is, the, you know, I'm from the streets. He's like, my entire family was blown to bits. <laughs> like, like, exactly. There was massive revolution, <laughs> gunfire everywhere. Like, uh, yeah, that guy's not going to be intimidated by your fucking. We played soccer with decapitated heads. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you did anyway, CB. Yes, uh, but that it's legal over there. <laughs> it's crazy. It's. <coughs> I know. There's just, but it's a certain toughness these people have that we don't appreciate. That's true. No, the weather is even tougher. Yeah. So, by the way, you think these fires are are man-made? You think someone's starting these? Yeah, I think Russia's doing it. Come on. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's the kid that came over. I really do. Listen, I am sent here to play with matches in the woods. Wait, yeah, wait, but that is awfully coincidental. Wait, based on what you think Russians are... The Russians set the fires to create the chaos. This is what they want for America. This is their vision. The, the Russians... You think the Russians are causing the fires? Yes, I think the Russians based are on the what? fire so that they, we would complain about Trump not helping us out. <laughs> the our country. There you go. I, I don't think the Russians are setting fires, they in, set fires. In, in California. Yeah. It's I'm, that kid on your wrestling team. Why wouldn't they go to the White House? I am so nice. I love to wrestle. Oh, Zippo lighter. <laughs> this one light even in wind. May I borrow for 24 hours? I don't think that's happening, but I understand. It's an interesting perspective. You actually think that for real? No. Oh. <laughs> but, but people are thinking it's like arsonists. It's well, like going around. And that I do believe because it's awfully coincidental. These fires, these areas, like and it's cold as shit outside crazy. sometimes. That's like it's, it is very strange. Somebody, somebody sitting there with a magnifying glass under the sun, just trying to ice up or fire up the plants. So anyway, uh, <laughs> you're tuned into the comedy cooler. CB Gold. 
Anyway, last night Invicta uh, went on, and uh, I thought the, the other girl won. The girl for the main event, it was Maya. Uh, Needvich. Yeah, Needvich, I thought won. I thought she got screwed in that fight. It was close enough where you, couldn't, you could argue both ways. I'll tell you, though, Mackenzie Dern, right? So this girl's a world champion jiu-jitsu, hot, from Brazil. Everyone's, like, on her... And I think that she's got a long way to go. So uh, do I. But they, but they have to match her up so carefully because I don't yeah. think that if she would have fought a bet, the girl she fought had like six or seven losses. Yeah, but Colleen, I thought Colleen would have done a little bit better. I mean, I saw, I watched that fight, but I just, I going into it, I was like, Colleen Medeiros is not one to fuck with. Like we've seen her fight yeah. live a few times, but. People are like, she needs to go to the UFC now. I'm like, no. no, no. Any she, top she's gonna 10, get, she's get killed. she'll get killed. And she's got to get her weight on on point. Because it's either, you know, sometimes she's trying to go to 115, she can't make it. Sometimes she's going to 125. You know, even that was a tough cut. Great butt, though. Her butt is jiggling. The end. I, I, I can see the hype between, like... Uh, no, she's hot, and she's a sweetheart. She really is a nice girl. But she has she does have a long road to travel. The hype train is going to... Be on, be on the tracks for a little while, but don't go to the UFC too fast. Bye. What's the good thing about that Rose and Junchek fight? That was enough time to, you know, <laughs> what? squeeze one out. No, you didn't. You, you mastered No, you didn't. I thought about it. I mean, uh, sexy. Man. I love everybody that's trying to compare Rose to Eleven from Stranger Things now. <laughs> like, did she, like a, did she have a nosebleed in the fight? I'm uh, like, I mean, do you think she'll even be able to defend it once? I think that yes. Look, when I spoke to Pat Barry, he was like, "Dude, she has power." And this is a heavyweight guy. He's like, "Dude, this little girl." I held the mitts for her, and I was like, "This girl." And I think that Joanna underestimated Rose's power. I think so. Uh, and that and that's the worst thing you can do as a fighter. But Joanna was so dominant that it was easy to do that, especially. She was like believing her own hype, but I'm gonna break Ronda's record. She was looking so fucking past Rose, and I could see why. But I think in a rematch, which I think Joanna should get a rematch. Oh, absolutely. I think Joanna wins the I rematch. I think so, too. But uh, if the UFC was smart, they would, they would uh, not make that fight because she's – I think Rose is way more marketable than Joanna. Yeah. Joanna doesn't speak English from Poland. Rose is adorable, beautiful, like sweet, mm. mental health advocate. Just a, mm-hmm. By the way, with long hair, she's gorgeous. Yeah, I've, I've seen Rose? it. Yeah. yeah. Somebody photoshopped that and tweeted to us. So, uh, no, you could just Google old photos. She has, she's only had the I shaved mean, head the last go- few fights. Gorgeous. Uh, meanwhile, so GSP vacated his title, which I wrote a joke. He actually vacated more yeah. titles than McGregor defended. Uh, and now, which I think is good because he was not going to be successful. Well, he now has ulcerative colitis, too. What, what is that? I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it has to do with, like, yeah, you're, really? it's something to do with your colon, and like, it's bad. Like, it's rough to so have. Maybe he'll fight at 125. Dude, uh, he's so, gonna fucking—he's gonna be the first person to submit somebody via fucking shit face. Ah, uh, fuck. So anyway, GSP, who I think is one of my favorite people, now it makes sense though. Eighty-five, because it's gonna be Brian. Uh, it's gonna be uh, Rockhold and Whitaker. Rockhold and supposedly and Whitaker. Whitaker got declared the undisputed champ already. Well, Gastelum's very upset about this. And I proposed that on—I posted the question on Twitter of like. Who thinks Kelvin got screwed? And people are like, he didn't get screwed. He lost two fights ago. I said, so did Rockhold. Yeah, but he lost to the guy that Rockhold beat. For the no, title. I know. I'm, I think that it should have been Kelvin and Whitaker. The thing about it is, though, is that Kelvin is not a 185-pounder. No, he's, he's not. Just, he just likes to eat. But neither was you know? GSP. Yeah, but Kelvin, at 170, Kelvin could be the champion. Yes. I don't think at 85 he could be the champion. Well, no, the top five, the guy, Rockhold is huge. 
for 185. They're cutting you know, 220, 230. Jacare, those guys, yeah, they're a lot bigger, but who knows, you know? I think Kelvin should lobby for the winner, or they give him the winner of Jacare and Brunson, because now that's, a, that's the next one, and... Depending on who wins that one, they could argue that gets the winner of Rockhold Whitaker. But I don't know, man. I think Whitaker knocks Rockhold's head off. I think he hits too damn hard. No, no. who's ever knocked Rockhold's head off? I mean, Bisping, Bisping knocked him out, but yeah, Whitaker, <laughs> Whitaker's one of the hardest hitters at 185. That dude hits. Yeah, but he was hard. so looking past Bisping. And it's in Australia. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think Rockhold beats Whitaker. I think it's a good fight. I think it's a good stand-up war. I don't think either one's going for a takedown. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think but there's, Rock takes paper. Rock <laughs> takes scissors. Scissors takes paper. That's but that's not even the main event for that. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, it is. I was thinking of uh, 220. I got Cyborg. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, it's hard to, to not see that. But I think if anyone could give her trouble, it's... Uh, I think this is the best matchup in the women's 35-45 divisions. I, I don't think... That, I, I'm going to be in Vegas that week, by the way, doing the L.A. Comedy Club at the Stratosphere. I just hope it, it, that that weekend sells. I don't know... I don't, I don't think, think it will because... By the they, way, uh, no secret, you know, I'm hot for Holly Holm, right? Yes. That's out there. So. I think she's married, though. Oh, Yeah. So uh, doesn't mean I can't be hot for. Her, do you right? think that I can still be hot for? Her. I'm still hot for a lot of married ladies. Do you think that uh, Cyborg beats Homer? Oh yeah, all day. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy it if there's a good mid fight finger bang. And I, I don't I, think it's going to the ground. I think there will be. I don't yeah, think it's well, going to the I, ground. Cyborg will take her to the ground at some point. I hope that Holly Holm wins. I mean, Jackson's really smart. They're going to come up with a really good game plan for her. You know, and Cyborg getting old. She is getting old. I mean, I've seen her training videos, and I've been talking to Ray a little bit, and, you know, she's, she's looking good. So I'm excited for this fight. I just wish they would have gotten a better main event than that. I think I it's a so, great well, I fight. I also hope Khabib but fucking shows up. Yeah. Khabib and Barbosa is another very intriguing matchup. I think Barbosa has a chance to dethrone the undefeated record of Khabib. Really? Why? Because Edson is just super quick. He stays at range, good footwork, good head movement, and just throws crazy wild kicks from a distance. Khabib's got to get close to get that takedown, and it's not going to be as easy as people think. Has he ever not gotten a fucking takedown in MMA? He grabs you. He's got – I'm telling you, this little No, kid, I know, but he has to grab you. It's a different – different, these Russians – Wrestling the bear. It's, it's different. It's he like, ha- he he has, say something, CB. I know I bust your chops a lot, man, but your analysis is really fucking great. I, I try, man. Yeah, and man, coming yeah. from you, that actually means a lot. Yeah, Unless really your cogs is, are working yeah. in your brain right now being completely sarcastic. No, no. I mean, really mean it. It's fun. I miss this part. I miss listening to you guys break down the fights. What was the last fight you, 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 you watched? Was the, it was the, the St. Pierre uh, fight with What's-His-Face, which I the thought... The three new champions. Know, and that's the thing. What's-His-Name? I, I just felt like... I, I feel like everyone felt like he wasn't... He was such a beatable champion anyway. Like he, he Who, just Bisping? Was, yeah, Bisping didn't have a lot of variation to his game. He was a big underdog. And so it looked I mean, with George St. Pierre, I'm like, if he's anywhere near healthy, George St. Pierre shouldn't really No, but he was coming up a weight class, he hadn't fought in four, in four years. Well that was the thing, the big layoff, that was the big X factor, but Generally speaking, he should have had the tools to beat him pretty handily. Uh, well, you know what? I thought Bisping was going to win until I saw the I in, always, until I saw that he was three years older. Every time Bisping defended like, his title, I was shocked. He, he never defended it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Against, he he defended it against Hendo. Yeah, which I thought he might have lost that fight. He that might was, have. That was, that was very close. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I was always surprised. Like, I can't believe he's still the champ. <laughs> so we're calling Don Fry now. Uh, let's, let's see oh, if, this will be a good Let's see this if guy. Don Fry actually picks up. 
I don't know if he's going to pick up. It's a Saturday. We don't know what his... Uh, I don't think he knows it's Saturday. Uh, he may not. Yeah, Don he's Fry... probably out ranching from the back of a Cadillac. Somewhere. Don Fry has Don Fry time. You know, he, he does what he wants. Dude, so he was... Uh, you see that thing where he kept trying to hit Amisha Tate during that speech? No. He was inducting someone in the Hall of Fame, and his entire speech was like... Misha Tate's here. We make great-looking kids. Uh, I just wanna. You're a fine piece of meat. It was like third. It was like. And then he left a love letter for Kat Zingano at the LFA fights because she was commenting. So she went in to do an interview with one of the winners. She comes back. There's an envelope there from Don Fry with his phone number, and inside was like a love letter of like, I want to take you out on a date. And Kat Zingano posted the whole thing on Twitter. It was pretty funny. He's, uh, he's, I, got, he's got a lot of balls, but before he did that, he was hanging out with Shannon Rich. Oh, by the way, there's, a, there's now there's a uh, you're right about a fifty thousand dollar bounty to beat there's a, Shannon there's Rich. There's a promotion now called Gender Wars, where it's a guy versus a girl in the main event, and uh, and now they're also doing if you beat Shannon Rich, you get fifty thousand dollars. Shannon Rich has lost one hundred and twenty five fights in the last twelve minutes. Yeah, he, he he either wins by knockout or loses in the first round under very shady circumstances. Right, like he kind of gives up a little bit. Like I don't, he kind of leaves his neck out for you to kind of put him in a standing guillotine. He lost by standing guillotine six fights in a row. <laughs> Maybe he needs to join the middle school wrestling team well, and learn how to like, do a proper least, takedown. At least make the guy earn it. Are you, know, you like, saying this guy might be for sale? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. But I don't. Hello, hello Don Fry. Yeah. How's it going? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. What's new? Uh, nothing. Nothing much. Nothing much. We, what about you, partner? Uh, doing good, man. Just uh, just moved. I got married. I'm just with the wife. Uh, coaching middle school wrestling. Doing comedy. Just living the American dream, man. Living the dream. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Now, now, why are now? I, I got a couple questions for you. Number one, you're a legend. Thanks for being on the podcast. That's not a question. Uh, number number two, <laughs> you called out Mike Tyson a couple times on the undercard of McGregor versus uh, uh, Mayweather. Mayweather. Did Tyson ever respond to you? No, no, I don't think anybody ever read it to him. So you know, <laughs> uh, so. I mean, which is good because my shoulder's not ready yet. You know, I gotta get my shoulder replaced. So maybe the next, maybe the next time, McGregor and and uh, Mayweather fight, we do it. Now, do it how, now, how do you think the fight would have went between you and Tyson? Well, right now he'd kill me because they don't have a right arm. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think uh, once I get my arm back together, I think it'd be a good fight. Yeah, that'd be a great fight. That'd be, that'd be a great fight. Now, uh, my other question is that you call, uh, during your speech for the Hall of Fame, you, uh, you asked out Misha Tate like six times, said you wanted to have her baby, or her to have your baby. You guys have, would make some great babies, with, you know, and you wanted, her, you wanted her to ride your mustache. Did anything ever, ever come of that? No, I got a letter from her attorney saying to stay away from her and never mention her name again, you know. <laughs> really? No. Oh, oh. Um, but yeah, she didn't respond, so I figured, you know, no sense in, no sense in talking about that one. You know, it's all page management. Yeah. So I, um, that night she was running around with um California kid there, you know, and uh, she chewed my ass because. 
She said, what the hell? You forget all about me. You're, you're chasing you're chasing somebody else. And I, and I said, lady. I said, how old are you? And she said, 30. And I said, how old are you? You know? And, uh, by the way, I hear you got a good-looking mom anyways. Never <laughs> <laughs> give me a call. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice. Now, um... Now then, uh, CB said that you wrote a letter to Kat Zingano. How'd that go? What's that now? Uh, our, our co-host said that you wrote a love letter to Kat Zingano. When the hell did I do that? At the LFA fights I, in Arizona? At the LFA fights in Arizona? I wrote her a love letter? Is that what happened? I, I, I saw on Zingano's Twitter that you left uh, an envelope at Zingano's commenting table with your name and number on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was because um, she had mentioned uh, the gym where she works out, you know, might be interested in me doing a seminar. There. Oh, there you go. See, yeah, there you go. So she presented it differently. Got it, got it, got it, got it. That, that's all that was for, man. Uh, Don, these women don't know. These women can't handle you, man. You're 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 too much of a man for these girls. That's the, that's that's. I, I know this generation. You know they want somebody they can boss around and they can slap around. You know, Jesus. There's no women. No women they can handle a man anymore. That that's no. That's they the truth. To, they they want to wear the pants. And the, yeah, they want, they want these the guys with tight they, jeans and man buns who listen to the used or some shitty band. <laughs> but but guys like you, you're. I mean, you're you're a guy that went to Japan and, and and fought and like had some of the greatest fights in the world. And and you, I mean, you you entered a K1 kickboxing event without ever throwing a kick before. That that's that's some man shit right there, man. Man, what a very smart man, Chip. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> but these, these women, they... they, they I'm t- right, these younger girls, they don't appreciate a guy like Don Fry. You know? No, I mean, if you, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. If you don't do something stupid in your life, you know, you don't have any scars and you don't have any stories. So, geez, you know, I got uh, carpal tunnel syndrome from sitting on the uh, Xbox all day long. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a hell of an injury. CB, hear that? <laughs> now, now, now the be- now, uh, now the, the Bellator heavyweight tournament, right? Bellator is doing a tournament. I don't know if you know Greg, and it's uh, who's in the tournament? It's Memetrion, Roy Nelson, Ryan Bader, King Mo, Chael, Rampage, Fedor, Fedor, and Frank Mir. And, okay. And uh, who do you think wins this tournament? Sounds like the cast of an somebody, Expendables spinoff. Was that you that told me last week or two weeks ago that Matt Miss Jones said that uh, anybody who uses steroids should, should go to prison for attempted murder? <laughs> I didn't tell you that, but... Uh, oh, my God. But, somebody else did. Uh, that's going to be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Crying, my name. Yeah, but you never did steroids, Don. They, they let that dumb son of a bitch drive a car. His mustache, dude. He should be taking the short school bus everywhere he goes. Yeah, Mitch, well, Mitch Rion says a lot of things, but you never did steroids, right? But a lot of guys you fought did. Well, baby, I donate them, man. I donate them by the bucket. So you know, I, I donate sperm by the bucket to people. You know? I don't want to shit to the scientists. Uh, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need them. I got enough. I got enough left over for you know, all mankind. 
Yeah, exactly. You, you got enough sperm left for all mankind. That's that's my fucking. You're my hero, Don. Uh, you are my fucking hero. Uh, by the way, by the way, that that comedy club you came to that I got banned from, they're bringing me back. Yeah. They're actually bringing me back. They are. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Did they fire that one gal or what? Uh, yeah. That, the, the waitress left. She, she walked by and I go, Hey, give it up to the waitress. I'm like trying to hit that later, and then they threw me out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like while I was on stage, I was like, like this is why they're throwing people out now. Like, like what? Different world, man. Different world, man. Different world. Uh, it, it, it is. Everybody's everybody's sensitive, overly sensitive. Everybody, you know, everybody wants to be offended, which is a candy ass term to begin with. Yeah, no. One everybody needs, needs to relax. Everyone should be now. Now, Don, uh, I know you were a big Trump supporter. Are do do, do you uh, still support the man? You're damn right, I'm a Trump supporter. You're damn right. I think he's doing a great job. You know, he's doing a. Yeah, it's doing as good a job as Reagan did, you know? I mean, criminy. This country's been, been in the fucking toilet for 40 years, you know, since Reagan left office. So Trump's bringing it back. And we finally got some respect for our little planet. Yeah, I mean, the thing about him, though, is sometimes he says things like, uh, with the whole, when the Nazis were marching, and he's like, well, there were some good people on both sides. I'm like, no, 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 there weren't. There were not good people. And even with uh, Roy Moore, he's like, well, we don't want a liberal. Yeah, but we don't want a, a fucking child rapist either. I'd rather have a liberal than a child. I mean, stuff like that, it's hard to get behind. But uh, to each his yeah, own. Yeah, he, he, he screws up every once in a while. Those are just minor, those are minor uh, glitches. Whereas, you know, liberals, they're fucked up 24 hours a day. They got, they, yeah, there's got to be someone better than anybody. You should, Don, you should run. I would vote for you, for real. <laughs> and, uh, you know what your slogan should be? I got enough sperm for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome. I would vote for Don Fry. Oh, my God, yes. Don Fry and Dan Severn. I, I think that would, that would be a good ticket. You, you and Severn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but they'd have yeah, to fight for presidency. Well, yeah, what was that? They'd have to fight for who gets president. No, no those two guys would never fight. The Don no, I know, but who's going to be president and who's vice president? Yeah, oh, yeah. They're both alpha males. No, nah, I, I think Don's more of an alpha male than, than uh, Dan. For, I know, but I'm yeah. saying they're both. So, uh, so anyway, any, any, any new acting gigs coming out? Any new movies coming out? Uh, shoot. Yeah, there's, uh, uh, what was it? The Enter the Fist movie. Uh, the Sean Stone movie. Um, what was it? Uh, Edward the Fist and the Golden Fleece, right? Um, that's that's be uh, coming up pretty soon. Um, then I did uh, last year. I did a movie called uh, Andal Among Us. You know that, that 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 he's trying to figure out which film festivals he wants to take that to. Uh, and uh, Woody. Uh, did a great job film, uh, writing and directing that movie, you know, John Woodruff. And, um, so, you know, then there's, uh, let's see, uh, Chuck Hank and the San Diego Twins. That'll be, that should be coming out here pretty soon. Um, so then uh, a couple others, they're trying to decide, you know, what route they want to go, with the festival route, or uh, just release it. You know, something like that, Netflix or something. So here we go. Enter the fist and uh, and the golden fleece. It's you, Danny Tre- uh, yeah. you, Danny Trejo, uh, Ron Jeremy, uh, Jason London, how's uh, Richard Grieco, uh, Tommy Tiny Lister, Jeremy London. How are those guys doing? 
the London Brothers. It was a fun, it was a fun film, man. It was really fun to work on. I, I had a lot of fun. Uh, Bill Goldberg and I did a uh, fight scene in a in a car wash. That was like a you know fifteen twenty minute fight scene. Smoke and, Bill. Uh, it was a blast. Uh, yeah, Michael Winslow's in it. Tommy Davidson is playing a homeless Jesus comic. Christ. Chuck Zito, Victor Ortiz is in this. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. I mean, he's a lot of fun too, man. This uh, Gene LaBelle, Judo Gene's in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Judo Gene. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Don Fry, you're playing Willie in it. Uh, yeah, this is a good. Uh, this is a good. I like this. Hegan Machado's in it. Uh, this guy Tehran, a comic I know, is playing Count Bakula. I like this. This is a this is a cool movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. It's, it's a, lot, a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, Richard Grieco, I mean, that, that guy's a fantastic actor, man. Just fantastic. Yeah, it, it was like uh, when I worked with uh, Stephen Lang and um, I worked with uh, Friday, uh, Mike Michael Perret, you know, you, you, and Richard Grieco. You just sit back and you just watch them work and then you forget what you're doing, you know, you know. Uh, somebody's gonna say, "Hey, it's your line." I mean, oh, oh, shit! I'm sorry. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Richard Grieco. I loved him in Twenty One Jump Street. That was uh, that. I remember him. He was in Twenty One Jump Street. Now, um, uh, what was I gonna say? So, uh, recently, George Foreman called out Steven Seagal. Uh, who do you think? Oh, really? Who do you think wins in that fight? Well, what did he call him up for? Uh, the chicken eat contest, or uh, you know, I mean, it was a buffet, a buffet attack, or what? They said he, he said any he said any rules. Uh, uh, they fight, they're eating. Uh, if they were fighting, who do you think wins? Oh hell, man! George Foreman killing. George Foreman was killing. Man. Oh jeez! You ever see George Foreman hit something? Crime, and he's a killer. Yeah, Foreman versus Seagal. I would definitely watch that. Uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. He he actually called him out, Greg. Uh, Foreman, yeah, yeah. Well, this Edge of the Fist movie, where, I actually really want to see this now. Uh, where could I watch? It's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. You know what I mean? I was over in Ohio making um, Animal Among Us, and I got the phone call, you know, to come in and um, take, uh, you know, God bless him, um, uh, 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 um, fuck, um, jeez. Yeah, yeah. don't, don't worry about it. But also, uh, also, Maurice uh, Mazanian's in it. She's a WWE diva. Uh, CB, you know this girl? Uh, she's fucking hot. Yeah. Oh, Maurice? Yeah. Uh, that's the Miz's wife. Oh, she's hot. Jesus Christ. There's some fucking hot chicks in this movie. Oh, what about yeah. Bianca Bridget Van Dam? Is that is that John Claude Van Dam's wife or something? Uh, daughter. That's his daughter. Nice. Where are we getting on Damn. <laughs> She's playing Anaconda. Van Dam. Uh, and then and then Jenna Sims. Jesus Christ. Forget fucking Kat Zingano and uh, Misha Tate. You should try to hook up with Jenna Sims. Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. She, she, was in, she was in the movie with you. She was in the movie. This yeah. One. Yeah. What, what part did she play? She played Chastity. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, you got to watch this. Well, listen, Don. Uh, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Keep up the great work, man. You are you're you're one of my. Uh, I'm, I'm doing the MMA awards this year again. I'm going to see if you, they're going to get you as the host. I'm going to put it in that I want you to host it. I can't make any promises. I'm just telling you that you have my vote. When, when is it? It's, uh, it's in March. Where at? Uh, they're, they're, trying to, they're working on the venue now. So. But, I don't know, in Vegas or in yeah, LA? Yeah, 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 Vegas. Hell, they better bring me to Vegas. Bring me. Yeah. Bring me. Absolutely. Well, I think, I, I think that warrant expired, so I can return to Vegas now. Oh, not yet. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, listen, man. Don, you're the best. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Take care. That was Don Fry. Dude, that guy, you know who he is? Okay, um, remember Mickey Rourke's character in Sin City? Yes. Yeah. He's the real version of that. This That's dude, who he is. Jesus Christ. That, that, what a man. That the, the the Don Fry Takayama fight was the greatest fight I've ever seen in my life. It was uh, you know, so it was crazy. Two, they They're holding each the other by the neck and just keep fucking cracking each you other for it? like 30, yeah, 40 plus. Here, I'm, I'm, here will you, will you bring it up for for Greg. Uh, yeah, that that that's by far the greatest fight I've ever seen in my life. So, uh, Greg, what do, you, what do what do you have coming up? Uh, what am I doing? I mean, I'm still working on the game show, but later on the, uh, during Christmas week, I'll be in El Paso at the comic strip. Nice. And then, uh, on the 29th, I'll be in Las Vegas at the South Point Casino for the Dirty 1230. There you go. And so you'll be there that week, right? Yes. So I'm staying there on Saturday, uh, I'm staying through till New Year's Eve and then New Year's Eve, I'm going to Seattle to headline the underground. If you live in Seattle area, I'll be headlining the underground for New Year's Eve. Um, but so, but that Saturday night is open, which I know has the, the fight. And guess who's going to take you? You are. Yes. Yeah, we're going to the fight. Yes. That'll be awesome, dude. Absolutely. I was hoping that would happen, bro. I got you, bro. That's very exciting. We're going to see my girl, Holly. Yes. Oh, man. Well, I'm probably going to have to leave early. You're gonna, you have to stay. I'll stay. I'll watch. Yes. I'll, I'll fill you in. I'll text you. Thank you. Yes. I, I appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah, show him the, uh, the, the Don Fry. You want to see one of the greatest fights of all time? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. It's like a bar fight in a ring. <laughs> And look at it, it goes on forever. It just keeps going Jesus. on. Jesus. That that's uh, 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 he starts to go to the It went the distance, if I remember correctly. No, no, no. Eventually talking out. There's no way this fight goes. <laughs> How went, can you be a fight analyst? It went, analyst a, it went a lot finish. longer than fucking that, that fight did not go to distance. Eventually Takiyama fell and, and Don Fry was the was the winner. Oh my god, that's ridiculousness. That's 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 when men were men. He, I, he's he is sort of like a, a dying breed, but I, I'm telling you, you know what I, I like think? I like that he's like now women want to slap you around. I'm like, well he I don't know if they ever wanted to be slapped around in the first place. <laughs> he's like they like it when we slap them around. Am I right, guys? He's just such that guy. <laughs> Not that he does that. I'm not saying he does that. I just thought that was a funny way. No, he actually, you know what, though? Here's a guy, because I I talked about him a lot in the podcast, that when he was married, he never cheated, never strayed. He's a good guy. A lot of these guys, ladies out there, these so-called male feminists, and they want the this and that. They tell you what you want to hear. They're out fucking around on you. They're out doing. They have. You just see it. You know. They're they're into open relationships. Whatever they're into. They're the Jamie Kilsey effect of like they'll say whatever you want to your face, but then it's it's different. It's different. You know. Uh, for a guy like Don Fry has a certain moral compass where he lives by his code. Yeah. Him, the Punisher is like that. 
Uh, <laughs> but I'm, there's certain men where like, yeah, you know, maybe they'll tell you these things you don't want to hear, yeah. but it's the truth. Yeah. Versus guys that'll just lie to you, keep you happy, but it's a different type of uh, beta male bullshit, you know? Yeah. I don't know. What do you got coming up, CB? Uh, moving next week, so other than working... Anything uh, that people could actually support you with? Yeah, <laughs> I was getting to it. All right. Other than moving, I'm at the, I'm <laughs> at the tattoo want, shop. Would like to come help me move? Nah, I, I hired movers, that would man. That be very helpful. I have three dead bodies. I'm Only fucking lazy. Three. three? That's a light load. <laughs> That's like a fucking Wednesday morning. I, I can carry the coffee maker. <laughs> I, actually, my parents moving. I'm just going with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be living in Palm Springs. Um, Graffiti Palace Tattoo, North Hollywood. Uh, I'm there Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, but we're open every day. Right now we're doing a couple different things. We're doing a Toys for Tots fundraiser. If you bring a toy over $20, we'll give you $50 off uh, your tattoo price, up to $150 for bringing Didn't think, you just two get or three $15,000 for Hanukkah? This is not paying me. This is paying the artists. Oh, like, okay. my artists have to make a living, too. All right. Um, so you can come in and do that. Uh, I discussed a new deal with my co-owner. If you come in and mention MMA Roasted Podcast, we'll give you 10% off whatever tattoo you want to get. Uh, we hired a new artist on Wednesday, so we have three artists now, Abel, Muffy, and Caesar. All great. Like dogs. A little bit. Go on. All great artists. Uh, check us out. Instagram, Twitter, Graffiti Palace Tattoo. Facebook, Abel's Graffiti Palace Tattoo. And, um, yeah, come see us. 4427 Lancashire Boulevard, North Hollywood. All right. That's awesome. I like it. I like it. You know, I've always wanted to get a tattoo. Really? If I decide to get a tattoo, I'm coming to I, anyone else's shop. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for it. No way. I'm coming to your shop. I, I, I still want to, I still don't know if he actually owns the place. I, I, I have to, I'm going to call up one day and be like, no, I just told him what I want to do. I want to be like, who, I was going to call up. Already did, somebody did that like right after I took over, but they asked for CB, which nobody knows me there, CB. So they were like, yeah, there's nobody here by the name of CB. Oh, uh-huh. hmm. That's interesting. But that's not my real name. So uh, the important thing is that you named it after somebody else. <laughs> uh, Abel's Graffiti. That's great. They know you there as uh, Graffiti Palace. Okay, but so they know you there as guy who watches the the floor. Is that why they didn't know? You think I'm this Jew it. does manual labor? That's a very good point. Oh, yeah. All right, so um, he DJs the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, Depending on the mood. Next uh, next Friday night, I'm at the uh, Laugh Factory in Hollywood at uh, 9:45. If you want uh, free tickets, hit me up. And then uh, we, Las Vegas, Monday the 25th to the 31st. I'm at the Stratosphere Hotel. Uh, then the first week of January, I'm in Temecula and Pachanga. Uh, then I'm in San Diego. Uh, San Diego on January 12th and 13th. And like you said, underground in Seattle, I'm there the 18th through the 20th in, uh, at the underground in Washington. I'm uh, recording my CD there. Oh, nice. So, uh, I heard it's a great place to do that. Uh, yeah, you know, it's got because it's kind of, you know, it's got the low ceiling thing, so the laughter really uh, accelerates. Yeah, which so is, I use, I which, doing which is such a big factor. You know, as a comic, there are so many times you're like, man, I, I think I'm bombing, but the fucking ceiling is so high up. Totally. All the laughter is just escaping right into the air, and you can't even feel it. Remember when they, when they tried to run the club out of the movie theater? Remember that at the at the Hollywood Highland? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just like, I mean, it was fun, but... You couldn't hear any laughter. Yeah. It, it was, you know, it was a sound absorption room. Uh, I know. You know, so it always, no matter what, it sounded like silence. That's, uh, well, that right. was the toughest room. I mean, not tough room. The parlor was far worse. 
But, Let, uh, and let's get Greg Wilson a goddamn Netflix fucking special. That's right, guys. That's yeah. right. My Twitter campaign continues. Uh, you could just retweet that top tweet on my profile at the Greg Wilson. One thousand percent. You deserve that's, it. I mean, I appreciate both it, of us actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, because we, we do both deserve it. Yeah. You know, and you should absolutely have one too. I mean, we're the kind of guys that you know. I sometimes I just want to be like, hey, you know, not all great comedians have big time managers. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of us. Out, there's some of us out there. You think that's part the of the problem? Who no, that is the problem. Because like, it's is all that, kind uh, of a corporate thing where the guy over there is listening to, to to three arts. He's listening to brilliant, which you want to because those are the guys that kind of run this stuff. I know so many people that do comedy like three times a week, and it's like just average, and they do average. At every club, well, and every get, time and, somebody and get gets Netflix a TV special. show, Probably because they're managed by by three R's. Or like yeah. somebody gets a TV show, and we come on the podcast, and no names listed, but like you're like they don't deserve a TV well, show. TV, they could barely TV do thirty like, minutes special. About it, think about it though. I know I know a couple comics that got Showtime specials, and it did absolutely nothing for their career. No, absolutely. That that's most Showtime. All they did was like burn their material. Basically. You know, and the same is true with Comedy Central now. I mean, guys get half hours. I mean, we I have a, we have a friend in common that did an hour. And I was like, hey, man, you gotta, we got to celebrate. He's like, man, I got to push this thing. Like, they're really putting on him to promote his hour. I have a friend, a good friend, who is a great comic, one of the best. I mean, he, he would kill. He would be the kind of guy that I would recommend to a show. I'd be like, I remember Brett Ernst used to run this room, and I got him the gig. And then the next day, who else do you have? That's how good he was, right? Because yeah. they're like, and Peter Berman is his name, right? Yeah. And Peter Berman was one of the best. And he, he did, like, you know, back when it was for Kilborn, like twice, three times. Then he, then he, then he had a half hour special, and now he does comedy like a couple times a year. He he opened up a dog store with his uh, a, a pet store with his wife, and they they fucking they they run a pet store, uh, and that's. Like he's out of it. He, got, yeah. he had a half hour special five years ago. It did, uh, and now he's running. He's not even doing comedy anymore because. He just got fucking sick of it. He got sick of traveling. He's got two kids. But it's funny, though, because Mark Marin goes to his, like, pet shop. He's yeah. telling me the story. So I probably shouldn't tell the story, but whatever. <laughs> so Mark Marin, and Marin was, like, buying stuff for his cats. And he would always talk to him, and they became friends. And then Marin's like, I'm going to put you in one of my, uh, one of my TV shows on, on Marin. So he, so he, like, gets there, and he reads the script, and it's like bitter guy who quit comedy who now runs a pet store. <laughs> he's like, Whoa. I remember that he told the story yeah, outside like, of the dime one he was night. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> he almost walked out. He's like, he's like, I'll do it, but let's do it because I mean, it pays. I need the credit, but fuck you. And they made him audition for it too. Oh, that's hysterical. Uh, yeah, well, like, yeah, it's just, it's insane. It's, a, it's just, this business. It's like that's a sweet dick move. What a sick burn. That's a sick burn right there. But like, look, you have to love it. The only reason I do this gig. Is because I love it. Oh sure. And because when I'm on stage, there's no better except for maybe busting a nut like with that three three seconds. But, but uh, that's a pretty good feeling too. But but just uh, <laughs> just comedy is a little more sustained. Comedy is like it, any drug I've ever done times it by five, yeah. and that's the feeling you get when that when you're making people laugh. When you're looking down on people and they're crying. Yeah. And they're cry or they're or they're like my body, my stomach hurts. Or my like, stomach, yeah, my, my stomach face hurts. When they see massaging their cheeks, trying to get their cheeks to go down. Yeah. Or they're literally grabbing their sides like stop, stop. And then boy, that's when I go, go, go. That's that's to me, it's the best. And that's. That's why I'm like, 
guys like me and you, like we do that on a fucking weekly basis. Yeah. Netflix. Daily show basis. Show time. Uh, yeah. Like, why aren't you giving the guy who like, makes them laugh? Yeah. But, but it's just, you know what it is all of it also is you get these alternative comics that do all these like kind of obscure stories and they're kind of funny and they're maybe a little bit deep here and there. And they're, but they make the booker laugh because listen, he's listen, like that guy. I don't guy. begrudge those guys. Let them do what they do and that's fine too. I mean, at the end of the day, you I do, have but don't to be just, funny. But don't just reward and, those guys. Right, exactly. I'm saying, I'm, exactly. I'm not trying to take anything off their plate. But I love, when, saying, but I love when those let's, guys... Let's not pretend that that's all comedy is right But I love when those guys go to an actual comedy club and, yeah, just, they, and they die a horrible death yeah and that's the thing is a life of comedy so many of these guys have had these opportunities and they can't live the life of comedy because when you get out on the road they the audiences don't give a fuck about that you just have to be funny really funny for a very long time and that's when these guys wilt what? And and they wind up you know falling out of comedy more often than not. Well, it's like a non-comedian. Like you see, okay, they get a TV show, they get a special. The name is big, so they're going to bring more people into the club. And then they get there, and there's you know five hundred or a thousand people, or you sold out a theater. And then they get up and they have no like real stand-up routine. You're like. I'm literally here for a name. This guy is not that fucking funny. Yeah. Well, that, well, that, well, well, that, that's uh, the thing is, the bookers don't care as long as they get that one time. Exactly. Uh, or, you know, yeah. or, or fill the seeds. Or, exactly. or, or people that are on popular podcasts sometimes. Like, I've had people come to me and go, hey, I love your show. I, I've seen five guys that have podcasts, and all they do is tell the same stories they told on the podcast. I'm like, really? That's what these guys are doing now? Like, they're just... just that's the art form yeah. now. It's just I'm going to go up there and tell five stories that I've told you've heard on the podcast before. And I think that's one of the cool things that you do is every week we do this show, you have new like crowd work stories or like you met somebody at the show and it's not something you're reusing. It's something fresh from the last week and it's engaging because your shows are they always have entertaining stories. So even if, you know, you go somewhere where you don't like one or two of the other comedians on the show, you have you and you, every set is unique and there's always something funny going on. Yeah, that's and the, uh, and and that's your wedding present. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Greg, Greg, listen, you came back today. I love you, TV. I miss you, buddy. You came back today. In the new year, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna make it work. Whether I, I whether I love being on the show, and whether I come to you to make your drive easier. Uh, stuff to get out. Of. Uh, now that we have Speedbees as a sponsor, maybe that yeah. that always well, helps. Well, I mean, you know, Saturday certainly helps. So. Saturday, I'm cool. like right now. My new place is going to be like right next to the 405 and 101s in Encino, like. At, almost at Sepulveda. Well, we'll figure it. Maybe one day we'll do your house. Maybe we'll yeah, house, so whatever. it's like in the middle, whatever Whatever you guys want to do. I mean, it's but. whenever you can get the lime to cover up the scent of the dead bodies. <laughs> that's when we can go over there. Well, it was great no, having that, you that's back. That's the ambiance. <laughs> Thank you, Don Fry. Yeah, uh, man. What a man. Mitch Clark. Mitch Clark. The good old days. Uh, we got to come up with a name for Mitch Clark, a wrestling name. Like, well, we got to give that's, him... That's your thing, man. Well, I was thinking about it while he was on the phone, and I'm, I'm just not quite there yet. All right. So. Yeah. Well, th- well, thank you for ending up with such a... Listen, you guys, are- this has been great. <laughs> Love you guys. Thanks, listeners. Thanks. Bye.